Hello, welcome to Tip Manor Podcast. It is the first episode of the 21-22 season. Exciting times. We've had an extended break. We're back. There's five of us. It's going to be a plentiful pod. We've got news. We can talk about kits. We can talk about takeovers, the squad, transfers. We can discuss and argue about starting 11. We'll preview Cambridge a little bit. We'll look at the fixtures for the season. We'll look at how League One shaping up fully reliant on Jack to say things there. Uh, then we'll have some predictions and then we'll finish up. But entertaining, long pod, I'm sure. Uh, who we got today? We've got John. John, what's what's been your favourite Olympic event? Oh, wow, that, that dressage. Can't tear me away from that. Oh. Um, the ar- archery, um, table tennis. Um, yeah, I'll stick with <laughs> dressage. I mean, you just... What is that about? Horses going you know, around in circles. Do you know what I learn every time? Every time the Olympics come on, like I just learn of new events. Like there was the pentathlon this time has got Laser Quest mixed up within it. So like you know, it's all it's ran. They kind of run with a laser gun, and then shoot some lasers, and they get on a horse for a bit, have a swim. <laughs> it's so, so random. I don't. It has been good. It's been good. Anyway, uh, who else we got? <laughs> <laughs> pentathlon seriously it's the thing look at it it's got laser quest in it look it up um jack any laser quest for you over the summer months uh not not much laser quest i went clay pigeon shooting um which is kind of more like hardcore laser quest is it i don't know there's like fake yeah. bullets and stuff feels better than lasers maybe good there's a different tone to the pod this year boys i love it <laughs> Uh, Tony, any shooting for you? Do you remember Laser Quest in Gloucester Green? We surely we were both at a party there back in the day. Yeah, that was just a full Laser Quest pod. You just would every every time you had a birthday, it was all about getting it booked at Laser Quest with the the pizza in the little side room as well. Yeah, they put the cake out for you. Great times. Everyone would always exactly. Everyone would always put their name down as your mum. So on the gun, when you got shot, it would say you had been killed by your mum, and you would laugh afterwards. There you go. Um. Connor, what's going on? Not much, mate, other than uh, falling <laughs> off bikes and watching the Olympics. You've been quite active on your bike, haven't you? Have you gone anywhere nice? In yeah, the Olympics? I've been, been to, <laughs> I wish, uh, I've been to the Peak District recently and, and also the New Forest. So yeah, been some nice rides, but like I say, I just seem to just keep falling off at the moment. So I'm actually out injured again. So oh. all fun and games. Um, nice. But if you have to ask me what my favourite Olympic uh, event has been, it's definitely, and I didn't think I'd be saying this, and I like bikes, but BMXing has been phenomenal. Yeah. I saw the, um, I forget her name now, she did a super duper backflip surprise and won the gold. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> tremendous. That. Probably got a future career in BMX commentating there, James, I reckon. I think so. <laughs> and, and super we have duper backflip. Back um right news and oxford united related stuff then kit came out um john what do you think about the kit liking it liking the sponsors did you like the video that matty taylor and moose and um a really awkward looking mcguane in the in the have you seen it that's that's the thing i can't i can't remember what moose and taylor actually said i just stared at mcguane looking awkward for the entire video (laughs) um i think it's a solid shirt um quite like a tasty away kit but that just doesn't seem to be ever going to be announced unless i've missed it today but no solid effort. yeah 
I don't I don't know where the away kit haven't they said that we're gonna have an away and a third kit as well? Unless I'm making that up. Jack's nodding aggressively. So yeah, we'll have to see on that one. I hope it's not like a limited you know, last year with the white one, it was like only available for sale for like a week and then just disappeared. Which made me want it just because I couldn't have it. Now they so got you. They see, that's that. the marketing. It's working. Don't oh, say yeah, that because now they'll do it again. Things. <laughs> that's it. Uh, cool. Okay. Other big news was obviously uh, the takeover stuff kind of came back into play again. Um, so when was it? It was probably back end of last week, wasn't it? So Bakri um, and Eric Fahir were back there and they're kind of. Um, there were lots of pictures of um, Bakri around the club, um, taking nice pictures, stood next to vans and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he w- what was he saying? He was saying he's seen some of the transfers in and out and we can work with the team to elevate it to the next level. So we kind of referred to the what is the next stage for us and the kind of next phase of the model. But he said, me and Eric, we're here to support and we're honoured to be part of the club. Um, Jack, was there anything that stood out for you, particularly with all of that? Um, only that he said he wants to get it done by the end of the window. Um, so it's nice to hear like an actual timestamp on it now, because obviously it was probably March when we had that strange joined up press release between the BBC, the Oxford Mail and was it the Telegraph? Um, then it's all kind of just bubbled along in the background with various kind of occasional things saying it might happen, might not happen. Um, it would just be nice to get it done and kind of dusted and confirmed so it doesn't drag on. Because the longer it drags on, you feel like something might kind of fall down a little bit. Yeah. Tony, do you reckon you'll finally get your meal deal now? Do you reckon stadium announcements may be incoming before the end of the year? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was um, it was good to hear from him, but it was he didn't really say much about the stadium, did he? And I think that the theory is that, you know, the takeover goes hand in hand with a, a stadium announcement. So... Yeah, I'm still holding my breath, waiting for that meal deal. <laughs> Just for any new listeners, to, to, we were talking about the select stadium site um, as you're kind of heading into K- Kidlington. So Tony was very excited about getting a meal deal from Sainsbury's as part of his pre-match routine. So, yeah. Do you reckon if, if we talk about it enough, the club might sort of try to compete with Sainsbury's and do like a, a club meal deal? Get like a pie maybe. and a beer and what would a snack be? Has to be a Yorkie. A Yorkie, yeah, that yeah, would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Or some chewing gum. You'd probably need that after a, after a pie, wouldn't you? Yeah, Option. I mean, I'm down. Um, yeah, I don't know, John. Is any any kind of closing thoughts on that? I guess to Tony's point, not much was said. But do you think they'll have been bankrolling some of these kind of more recent? We're obviously going to go on to transfers, but do you th- do you think they're contributing to that? Or do you think we won't see the kind of financial muscle until January, depending on where we're kind of at? I think it, yes, it's a takeover, but it it's almost just like they've rearranged the chairs a bit in certain in a feel, in a way, because they've talked about how, you know, it's still the same board, we're all friends, and we kind of, to me, it sort of seems to say we've still got the same strategy. We've just kind of moved things around to reflect where some of the financial muscle is. I don't think we'll really see much impact with this for a few months. And I mean, Eric saw here when he came into 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 Milan. You know, he did the traditional big move, spent a lot of money 
on players straight off. Obviously, the two clubs are at a hell of a different scale, but he's got that to bring to the the table, assuming it's his money that he's spending. Um, to me, I I just come back to there must have been there must be a big hole in the budget because of COVID. So where that's got to play out in some way. Atkins, the Atkinson money has got to have gone into part of that. Is that why yeah. we've not spent any money in this or considerable amounts of money? Obviously, loan loan fees cost money. Um, I think so. I think I don't think much will change actually in the next few months. But we'll see where we get to in January and whether we need to spend money because well, as we'll move on to, we hopefully the squad's in good shape already. Yeah. Do you think um, for here we'll we'll bring anyone that is signed for Inter across to? Oxford. Carnu. Carnu. Carnu played for Inter? Yeah. I was going to say Adriano. Do you remember he always had like 99 shot pace? Yeah. This was um, a little bit of what he signed Vidic. Um, So maybe we can get Vidic Vidic in as a second centre back. It's like 52 now. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Okay, good. Um, Squad stuff then. So he's just started talking about it there. So, Connor, we lost Atkinson, Ruffles. Sean Clare, guys. Sean Clare. Hooray. I fully believed he was fully believed he was gonna make a dramatic oh, U-turn. Let's not start this again. Um and also Rob Hall is on trial with um Steve Evans, so I'm sure Jack's quaking in his boots waiting for a presser there, one way or the other. Um what do you reckon, Connor, about um Atkinson first first off? I was disappointed when it happened um, because I think he had a really, really good season last year and he obviously has bags of potential and I kind of wanted to to see him at least have another another year with us. But I think upon reflection at this point, with especially the deal that was done yesterday, you've got to think that, you know, if the fee was considerable um, and, um, you know, and like I think it was Tony said there, that, you know, oh, sorry, John said about the, the, the gap the gap in terms of finances at the at the, at the uh, club because of COVID, you know, if, if that's filling another gap, um, then so be it. I'm sure it was a decent figure. So, What, what um, was it again? 1.5 to 2? Supposedly. Yeah, I mean, for a League One centre-back that we brought in from Eastleigh um, for probably peanuts in comparison to that, that's uh, not a bad profit, especially as yeah. it's only a year turnaround. Um you know, we're, we're developing a little bit of a reputation, aren't we, of, of uh, bringing through some pretty good centre-backs. So, yes, it was a shame to see him go, but on the next breath, you know, thick. at the moment, I'd, I'd be more worried about losing players like Stevens and, and Brannigan, to be honest. So, if we keep hold of those two, I think, you know, I can I can forgive the club for, for, for moving Atkinson on. Do you reckon, Jack, that Atkinson will do what, Dickies, so Dickie's just gone and had a ridiculous season, hasn't he? He's gone Player of the Year at QPR straight up, scoring some crazy goal in the process as well. Do you th- do you think Atkinson's got got that in him, or do you think he's a, a year or two away from where Dickie's at? I think he's probably a year or two away. It'll be interesting to see um, if he walks straight into the side like Dickie did at QPR. Um, I'm not yeah. too sure who else Bristol City have got. That play at the back. I think they've got a couple of like international players, like um, Kalas from Czech Republic, the ex-Chelsea guy. So he's he's probably got more competition than Dicky had at QPR. Um, 
And I think his style of play, obviously with the driving runs from the edge of his own box, they become even more ballsy in the championship as a new signing. Because if he attempts one of them on day one, ball gets nicked off him, they concede. He kind of potentially kills himself before he's even got going. Um, so I, to be honest, I personally think he'd have done better staying another season with us and developing. But, you know, once the money hit the fee we wanted, he was always going to go. Yeah, I, I think it was a good fee. I was actually pretty happy with the business at the end of it all. Um, I think we've said on the pod as well, haven't we? And it was well kind of publicised via Radio Oxford and stuff that whenever he came up against some of those more experienced strikers with a bit of know-how, he did struggle and there was a bit of a pattern there. So like you said, I thought he needed the extra kind of season at this level to kind of bridge that next gap, I guess. Um, Tony, what about Ruffles? I saw he was on the bench they played didn't the EFL Cup started yesterday which was weird um but he was on the on the bench for um Huddersfield Toffolo started a left back who's obviously racked up games for them it's a bit do you think he's gonna get game time in the championship yeah I don't I mean obviously don't know much about the Huddersfield squad but I imagine they've probably signed him as a backup I mean even you know Oxford fans we weren't sure if he was you know good enough really to take us up to the next level so that probably tells you what you need to know about him but I want I'd like to see him do well obviously but I'm you know I'm pretty happy with with getting Seddon in and from the reviews it sounds like you know Seddon might even be a better all-round player than Ruffles so I think we've done we've done well there it's always a shame to lose a pair on a free transfer I suppose but um yeah good luck to him yeah all it takes is one pre-season game at Oxford and we're making our minds up that's just how it works. It was like the same with McGuane last last year, wasn't it? He's absolutely he's kind of smashed a couple of preseason games. Um, that was it. Tony, I swear you said something hilarious about a preseason game last year. Didn't like Osse score a couple of goals and fell over in the process of one. Yeah. I swear you just destroyed him. And it, to be honest, in hindsight, you got it right. Yeah, I was it this line about slide tackling, slide tackling <laughs> a goal in. I remember you yeah. cracking up about that. But, Tony just come yeah. back to me. I think, yeah, Ossie, I think, is going to be on the edge, isn't he? He's not, I don't don't see him getting in our, anywhere near our team at the moment. I mean, he couldn't even break into the Warsaw squad, could he? So, I think, uh, yeah, another loan for him maybe would be good. Yeah. Well, I just, I think it's pointless at this stage. It's kind of, I put Ossie Hansen in the same kind of bucket for me. Yeah. Um, John, what about Sean Clare? I'll let you say a few words. Any kind of... You made it sound like a eulogy then. (laughs) (laughs) Which it kind of is. Did you believe he might have been able to get, like, you know, stay with us for the first part of the season or anything? Or did you always think he was gone? I I always thought he he would go. I thought KR's message was pretty strong. I didn't think he would be that third midfielder that we're looking for. I don't think he's the type. He's He's not physical. I don't think he's a bad footballer per se. Um... And I'm sure he'll do okay and have a reasonable League One. It's gone Charlton, isn't he? Yeah, it's Charlton for. I think we've got some cash for him, so that's that's a definite bonus. But no, um, I can't think of anything sort of poignant about him. Probably because there isn't much to say. <laughs> wow. Okay, Sean. We, we paid the fee. I'll, I'll leave you in the um, Sean Clare fan club membership for another year. <laughs> yeah, we did pay a fee to bring him in, didn't we? So. I think we probably, you'd probably guess we maybe made our money back on him. But if he, he didn't want to be here, did he? Clearly, you know, Robinson sort of set set the gauntlet for him, saying, you know, he needs to prove that he wants to be here. And obviously, 
he'd he'd rather move to Charlton, which I suppose you can't blame him. Yeah, he's it's not a bad move to be fair. He did start a game in pre-season, which I was start you know I suddenly was like, ooh, mm. maybe maybe he's going to hang around, and he played in midfield as well. Um, so that didn't work. Uh, Rob Hall. There was some weird stuff. I'm not sure if we talked about it right at the end of last season, but didn't KR. It was like a pity vote of if he can't find a club, he can stay around and wash some plates in the <laughs> canteen. It was just a bit, I don't know, it was just a bit weird. But, you know, I do, I'm, I'm glad that he's on trial at another League One team. And you, Connor, I guess you'd, he, if he can't get a club at League One, he, he'll still stay in the Football League, won't he? Yeah, I mean, we said, in, I think, briefly on, on the group chat yesterday. Um, Jack was saying that he was he had a go at Stevenage and he nearly got turned away, so he's somehow managed to go from League Two to League One, being at Gillingham. So, you know, his agents obviously working wonders, but I hope he does find a club. Um, you know, I, I, he's had a tough time with injury, and you don't wish yeah. that on, on many players, do you? To be honest, especially people like Rob Hall, because he, he seems like a really nice bloke and he did well for us when he was uh, when he was actually playing. So, you know, I do wish him. Wish him all the best and hopefully he does find a decent club where he can actually settle in and hopefully get some game time and avoid some injuries. Yeah, if he does avoid injuries, he's a ma- major asset and he's good with set pieces as well, isn't he? So, yeah, good. Yeah, he is a, a fan- good lad, as you said. Yeah, he'd be a fantastic player in League Two if he hits the ground running. I yeah. Think. Um, Jack, do you reckon... Um, We've got anything to worry about with Jack Stevens or Cam Brannigan at this stage? There was there was definitely interest, um, notably in Steve. Was Aston Villa were milling around, weren't they, for the Stevens? With with Stevens, you'd hope not. Although the fact that this interest has kind of come to light so close to the start of the season is a worry, especially as the window goes on for another what three and a half weeks. If if Villa suddenly drop a, I don't know. Two million pounds on the thirtieth of August. Um, we've got a bit of an issue because, as much as I, I, this is probably a topic in it on it by itself. As much as it wouldn't bother me, Eastwood coming back as as to be the number one option. Um, he only needs to have another drop in form slash get injured, and we're suddenly looking at two very young goalkeepers or an emergency loan, and you kind of. Arguably one of your biggest positions um, to be in that kind of mess a few games into the season wouldn't be ideal. Um, That being said, KR seemed to suggest that we've told Stevens you're not going regardless. Um, So I think that might have a bit of of playing out to to, to be had yet. I think Brannigan's fine. There's been no noise about him, I don't think. Um, after his injury or the eye injury last year that any clubs would risk until maybe this January putting a bid in to actually see if he can hit the ground running this year. Um, yeah. I, I, I you, really I hope t- you're right, especially about Brannigan, because I think I think if any of the two is going to go, I think it'll be a late sweep for Brannigan. I think he's one of the players that's... he's uh, if, if, if a team's struggling for a, for a midfield player and they need to fill a gap, especially in the championship, he's... He's definitely someone who could uh, turn heads, so I, I think I'm more concerned about Brannigan. But I think the Jack Stevens thing is, I, I think if, if Villa came in for him, I think it would be game over. But I, I'm not convinced they will. I don't. I don't see Jack Stevens having that much potential, to be honest. I'm not convinced either. Will go. I'm not sure about Brannigan being a particularly. I think Brannigan needs a strong season, consistent, and also I think he needs to 
adapt the role he plays in this team. I think yeah. it will be massive for how this team works going forward in our midfield. So for me, he needs to find that middle ground between sort of box-to-box defensive midfield or defensive side of his game. Not that I think he should play in defensive midfield, jumping way ahead. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he's the sort of, he's fully polished in what where he needs to be. So I, I think we're fine on both of them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think um, Cam obviously had issues last year, but even after he came back um, and was playing 90 minutes, I don't, he didn't quite find his feet. I didn't think he had a, a few good performances, but yeah. T- Tony, if one of them had to go, Stevens or Brannigan, which one would you be more <laughs> accepting of? That's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I think Brannigan is probably our best player, um, but. Yeah. I would be most worried about losing Stevens just because of the prospect of having Eastwood back in goal does worry me. I've, he looked like a player who just completely shot his confidence. So, you know, you'd like to think that if Eastwood came back in, he would be back to the old Eastwood that we all remember. But I think I think that would be wishful thinking. And I, I can see a situation if Stevens went, of um, Robinson thinking, oh, it's okay, we'll stick with Eastwood and we'll bring a young Loney in as backup. And then, you know, we're back to where we were last season when Eastwood was costing us games, basically. Yeah. When you say, like, my my recent memories of Eastwood is turning to John in, in an away end and just going, he's doing it again, mm. as it's Eastwood kind of marauds across the pitch to, to clear something out, and it, which would work every now and then. But it's ben, I know, Benny, I know. Benny Hill moments, as you coined that's it. That's it, yeah. But he, he obviously, you know, we always used to say he's, he was in credit and gradually yeah, yeah. the credit wore down and then he did. I'd, but the thing is, Eastwood, can't, you can't get a more dramatic fail than doing what he did when he did it against the team he did it against. So yeah. it's only kind of back, it's only yeah. back up from there, really. Like, I don't know. Back um, up, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Anyway, um transfers oh, Christ. Um, John do you want to kick I suppose McGuane we don't need to talk too much about McGuane do we Has, no, I don't think great signing just look forward to uh, hopefully drooling over him this season I think Ooh. I think he's fit for this <laughs> is he going to replace Ford from in the John Huddleston drool <laughs> I think, got, I think this whole team has got high drool potential um, <laughs> Generally, which is another topic we'll move on to. That's uh, further down the pod. But no, it's a brilliant signing, and um, it's kind of gone under the radar a bit because we got it done so early. But no, I think he's he's going to be. I think looking forward to seeing him this season, doing that sort of. He's got that sort of Shannon Baptiste ability to sort of roll past the player. I think that's hugely important. Yeah, um, you just got to hope he stays fit, don't you? That's the main thing. That I think Kr said the reason why that deal's been done is because of his fitness and historic injuries which sounds plausible right yeah the, the twists in this season are going to be injuries like i think as we'll talk about the squad there's we've, we've got real depth and strength and depth but where the injuries come will it's got to be a big part of it um but no Seddon looks um like a yeah an upgrade i think is a fair is a fair comment um Sounds like he's got a good engine in him. Not to say Josh, Josh Ruffles didn't, but he's a bit quicker and he can get up there and sort of interested to see how, about crossing, whether he can cross, whether that's one issue that I think full-backs will need to kind of get on 
on top of. But no, he's, he's, I don't think you can complain about him at all. He put a lot of crosses in against um, Rovers the other day um, near and far post and he was getting up the pitch pretty, you know, pretty well. He seemed really mobile. I was surprised, Jack, it was you. I, I came in being like, oh, Seddon doesn't have enough experience. Then you quickly corrected me after we we signed him because he's, you know, he's, yes, he hasn't played much for Birmingham, but he's been on loan at football league clubs and he's racked up quite a few games, hasn't he? Yeah, he's best part of 50 odd games at League One, League Two level, if maybe even pushing 70 actually. Um, and he's had three very successful loan spells in League One. Um, and I think both Wimbledon and Pompey fans um, have always had him on their list as a kind of, oh, we'd like to see him back if we ever need a left back um, kind of approach. So I'm I'm really happy with that one. I think um, to get that wrapped up fairly early, he obviously got delayed by COVID, but I don't think there was ever any doubt it was not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to think that we've signed, quote, a proper fullback because... Some of the fullback signings in recent years haven't gone that well, um, <clears throat> Claire. Um, so hopefully, yeah, I think I think he can be possibly the star signing. That can be my um, oh, I like it. Pre- okay. Pre-season prediction will be said and will be the one we talk about. Cue him getting sent off on Saturday. Yeah. Is he? He's on loan, isn't he? No, we bought him. No, yeah, we bought three him. a deal. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Why did I, I guess it's just the others we got on loan recently. Excellent. Okay, well, that's good. So hopefully he does materialise as our star player a la model. How old is he? 24, is he? 24? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm sure he is a year younger than me, I think, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I remember it. Here he is. Um, Ryan Williams. God, bring the average age down, and I? How's Ryan Williams, Connor? Oh, sorry. Um, Ryan Williams, yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Williams is, he was one of those that when it happened, I was thinking, oh Christ, I hope there's another winger coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am kind of scathing him a little bit because I'm not convinced he'll be, uh, he he won't be a starter for us, but I think he'll do bits when he's needed. He played Um, 41 games for Portsmouth in League One last season. Five goals. Played in their cup games as well. He was, he was, a staple in their team. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still sticking to my guns. Are you just I thinking think, back I to when he went? We can't fuck it up yeah. from here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're That's just exactly holding it. into that. That's exactly you? it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I, I, we'll see, we'll see. I think he's going to be a good squad player and a good rotation player. Um, I think that's one of the. I, I, don't, I never thought that he was, you know, the number one target. You know, bringing him I've in. Come, I've come round conversations. To to the so, signing actually I think this is one of the reasons why we've got Gavin White in as well which I'm far more excited about I mean I think well, this this sums harsh, up but... I think the Williams when we signed him I was thinking yeah we just signed a player who's played every game for Pompey last year in a fairly good Pompey side who just missed out on the playoffs that's a big signing but then we've just kind of gone and you know, upped it with Holland and then upped it further with White. And actually, Bowden on paper is a good signing for his um, League One uh, previous abilities. So we've arguably got four very good wide players now that would probably walk into most most League One sides, I'd say, on the wing. I mean, you know, Sunderland have got McGeady, who's probably the best winger in the division. But yeah, it's going to be... I don't see 
how they all stay happy all season. Actually, I don't. I'm not yeah. quite sure how that's going to work. John, you were going to build on what on Connor's abuse of Williams. <laughs> well, no, I was going to give him some some credit. I was a bit skeptical when he was initially signed, but I think it's good to have players like him and somewhat Henry as well, because he's a different type of winger and he'll do more sort of running off the ball into positions. He won't. White and Holland will want it into their feet and they'll probably want to dribble a lot more. I think Williams is more of a play him down the line or shifts it, puts it in the box. He'll His crossing, I, don't, I can't really remember about Holland and White, but I don't recall their crossing being amazing. It's more about sort of creating space and then driving into it. Um, Bowden and Williams are the opposite. They're more about decent quality balls into Taylor. So I think you need that variety. I'm sure neither of them are that happy when uh, White and Holland rocked up, but that's not our problem. So, Yeah. No, but also, finally, there's competition in those positions. So and that's healthy competition as well, because I think with Williams and Bowden being, I don't take this the wrong way, guys as well, the age that they are, um, they've got some they've got some young gun young guns, you know, behind them um, or in front of them actually, um, in Holland and and White. So there's definitely some competition there, and, and that's that's healthy. You know, no no promotion winning squad doesn't have uh, healthy competition in positions at the top of the pitch. So I think also it's in in that sense it's also a good signing. But yeah, uh, I think I, I think Kr can certainly be happy with his winger business now. I think uh, if if another winger comes in now, then crisis or hell's going to break loose. So I think I think I think we're sorted <laughs> I, for wingers, and I we look strong so. as well. I think. I was really surprised looking at Bowden's. Um, yeah, so he was at Bristol Rovers, but that was what like when he was absolutely smashing it there. It was initial season in League Two. He got thirteen goals in thirty-eight league games. Then he got they got promoted in League One in 2016-17. He got 13 goals again in 36. That's better than one in three league games for a winger. I, I'd be curious if he played more, if he actually played on the wing when he was getting those numbers. Um, I'm assuming I he, so. I think he can play number 10 as well. I mean, that's not, not decent numbers, number isn't it? But I think Carl didn't um, KR say in like reaction the reason why we've kind of got that depth now is for the reason, you know, we've got some injury risks um, across yeah. our team already. So, um, Tony, who are you most excited about in terms of kind of White, Holland, Bowden, Williams, and what what kind of combination do you think we're going to see starting? Yeah. I think definitely White. Um, so, you know, back, back briefly back to the Seddon point, I think, you know, Head says Seddon is the best signing. We needed a proper left back he looks like a good signing but your heart says white is probably the most exciting i would have i would have said you know quite surprised that we got him back obviously we sold him for you know what was it a couple of million or something to cardiff um and now we got him back on loan so you know he was um he was just starting to look like uh almost like the finished article when we sold him wasn't he and he'd played through the middle a bit and scored a few goals um absolutely rapid pace so yeah, I, I would firmly expect White to start, which is very harsh on Williams. I was very happy when we signed Williams because I thought, you know, like Jack said, established League One player who'd been playing for an established League One team. Um, I sort of thought maybe in the mould of Alex McDonald, you know, a bit, um, you know, hard worker um, is just going to run around and just shore up that right side. So I think he's going to be a really good option 
regardless, you know, those two. Where that leaves, um, you know, Aggie, um, I don't know, because he was sort of making yeah. an impact at right wing as well. But yeah, Bowden obviously got a good record, but got a big injury record as well. So if he stays fit, then he'll clearly be a very good player for us. It's just a big if. We've seen what happens, you know, we've got Winnell. Um, if if Winnell could stay fit, he'd probably be a very good player for us, but we haven't seen it in the last season, have we? Yeah, well, with, with Bowden, he's played 22 league games in the last three seasons yeah um and of two of those seasons he played four games in two seasons combined so yeah we'll yeah. have to see on him oh i mean um, no one's mentioned cooper as well on the left so you know you've got holland on the left he's he's gonna leave i like i don't buy for yeah. a second he'll still be around by the end of the window yeah i think so as well i think he'll either go out on loan or i think he might you know you might you might even see the end of cooper i think which is a shame because he um you know we had a hard time last year with with his family issues that went on when he had to go back to Northern Ireland and you know again you don't wish that on, on anyone um, and from from what I heard he had a good pre-season game against um, Oxford City Oxford City yeah. Um, yeah and you know I think when we did see him I think he, he looked quite tidy obviously he's, he's, a, he's a raw player of course he is. he's still young um, and definitely needs some game time but I don't see him getting game time with the squad that we have now so I think he'll be shipped out on loan and I think potentially you know a loan deal in you know League Two potentially something like that that, that could do that could do him well if he, if he establishes himself. So we'll have to watch this space, I guess, with Cooper. Yeah, he does need that EFL experience, doesn't he? Does. he? Yeah. Just get some league football under his belt. So I, I just that's it, isn't it? Is surely he needs to go and get consistent games. And to Tony, like I don't think we, John, do you reckon James Henry's played his last game at right wing for us? Because I do. <laughs> I probably, but. I'm still not a signed up member to the James Henry in midfield club. For for some games, I think it's it a great will... club, John. It's really good. You should join. This conversation about where James Henry should play comes um, up in basically every podcast. I think you, it it will work. He can play there. Of course, he can play there and against some teams, and it will absolutely work. Um, I just think the combination he'd have to play with in midfield means it leaves us a little bit light. And we saw teams kind of going through us quite easily. Um, not pinning that on James Henry, but it's more about the combination in yeah. the field. I still like him out on the right wing, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to sort of make the case for someone like a White not being in the yeah. team over him. But we still need his guile and his kind of, his ability to play those killer passes. Like think how many times he put Sykes in last season have we got someone who can play those passes um, is another thing. So you, you feel like you need to find a way to get him in the team. And I, I'm not sure I can do it. But so it's probably I, two different questions. Two, I still two think he'll start. I, I think he'll start in the midfield three on um, away at Cambridge is what I'd say. Especially he did, he did pretty well in um, preseason as well. So he, he probably, yeah. he probably will, but whether that, you know, if we jump in between sort of, for ideal starting 11s and what's probably going to happen in reality. Yeah, true, um, true. Um, okay, what about uh, Thornley, Jack? I've seen that the um, OFC Analytics were posted a video of uh, Thornley's distribution. So he's a left-footed centre-back from played 19 league games for Blackpool. Obviously, they ended up getting promoted and they were a really solid outfit. They had loads of competition there. Um, but his distribution seems to be really good, and the reaction from Blackpool fans was 
this feels like a mistake, which is always good for, I guess, in our eyes. Yeah, he likes a diagonal ball, doesn't he? It seems to be his kind of um, big, forte. big, yeah, big, big forte in that sense. I think I was chatting to a Blackpool fan that I know quite well, and he he got signed by their previous manager, I think, before Critchley, um, and Critchley didn't really take a fancy to him when he came in, um, and then they had an injury crisis in January, and he basically played every game in their their great run to the playoffs. Um, but they've signed like Richard Keir and a couple of others with championship experience. I think he's kind of dropped down in their ranking. So it's a it's a move that works for everyone. I'm glad it's a season a season loan rather than a, a one till January. Um, and again, it's another another sign in a bit of a, a change to our recruitment because he's kind of a proven player rather than a a McNally say. And exactly, I think everyone's yeah. been screaming out, going, "Oh!" It, it, we know McNally could be the new Atkinson, the new Dickey, and we we flog him for two and a half million next year. But there was always a question mark. So to have someone who's been there, done it, won promotion out the league, um, and has a few more games under his belt, I think that ticks all the boxes. There is something slightly interesting about this one in thinking about the takeover. To me, given that if you read some of the comments from Blackpool fans, he was kind of fifth or sixth choice. And he seems like someone who would be perfect for a permanent transfer, yet we could only get him on a loan. Why is, yeah. Why have we not been able to sort of make that deal when he's probably not got that that much left long on his Blackpool contract? Yeah. He's only got a year and left. Only got a year left. What does he yeah. think he's going to go and achieve back there? Yeah. Just That's one where I think, have we got the money to spend and what's... But going on you, can there. T- you can turn that around though. I think if you can get a season long, to Jack's point, if you can make it a season long loan rather than a six month thing, the guy didn't ultimately, you know, you still wasn't getting into their starting 11 last year. So perhaps we don't, you know, it's a little bit of a, um, a gamble in a sense. And we get the luxury of if he does do well, you expect we could convert him into a permit. But I came- suppose the risk is that someone else could then snap him up. But, but he came into their team well, he was in the playoff final, wasn't games, wasn't he? Semi-final yeah, games. Yeah, we played 19 games, didn't we, for him last year. So but I know, like he was nowhere near their team. But I, I kind of agree with you, John, I think, to be honest. I was kind of hoping this would be a permanent signing. But um, I, I, I There was seen. a suggestion at the Blackpool end that we wanted it done and there was lots of to and fro about what fee we would pay. And we said, if we can't agree a fee, let's get the loan done because we need him in for the start of the season. It okay, wouldn't surprise okay. me if... We even turned it permanent before the window shuts. I think we just wanted the body in the door. True, true. Because I do, yeah. I was having this conversation with someone last night because we were talking about. Well, we're probably going to go on to that in a minute, aren't we? About starting starting elevens and and uh, one of my mates who I was speaking to yesterday, he he still thinks that Rosinio will start on on Saturday. But I'm I, I'm convinced that Thornley will, will will pretty much walk his way into the team. Yeah, I think Messina got done for pace, didn't he, the other day against Bristol Rovers? Gave away a penalty quite quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I, I can't really call that. I'll have to see what happens. But I wouldn't be overly shocked with anything on Saturday, even if McNally um, <laughs> started. Um, we'll have to see. Um, what about the kind of depth in the squad in general then? So we've got obviously McNally. Be interesting to see what role he plays. Um, we haven't really talked much about Gorin. Um, so Tony Gorin was left out, wasn't he? The kind of the 
final third of the season and Brannigan obviously dropped back. Do you think when I'm seeing a lot of people starting 11s, they're putting Gorin straight back into that holding midfield role? Are you in a similar place? I'm with that. Yeah, I think obviously Gorin had a bit of a nightmare season last year, didn't he? But I know that he had spoken a bit about how difficult he was finding it with, um, you know, his family being in Tenerife and him being over here and obviously not being able to visit them and stuff. So, you know, there's there's a lot of chat going on in sport at the moment about people looking after their mental health. So, you know, maybe that, maybe that was a part of it for him. Um, yeah. So I'd hope that now, you know, restrictions are starting to be lifted. He can get back to that form that he had for us the, the previous season because he is key for, for me for that midfield because he's the only one in there who breaks play up and gives us that physicality. And um, I know that obviously Brannigan played there at the end of last last season but I think that was just simply because Gorin had lost his form and for me Brannigan's better in a more advanced role and and Gorin's just slotting there what that does mean is I think we need a we need a player to compete with him for that role um and I don't know if Robinson's actively looking for someone yeah that's it it's it's the thing I think you said in WhatsApp somewhere Tony that if Gorin gets injured the default is you just drop Brannigan back there and then you kind of compromise on the team's shape and yeah. to John's point earlier people are then perhaps kind of strolling through our midfield again yeah I think I think that's the part of the problem when you start to look through the starting 11 and think okay who's who's almost like first backup for some of these positions if your first backup is a player who's also first choice in another position so you know if you're looking at Brannigan as backup to Gorin or if you're looking at Long as the sort of first backup for the centre-backs that's not very helpful because it means that if you want to put them in that position, you've also got to take them out of their main position. You've got to put someone in there. So you start playing around with a starting eleven too much. Yeah, for sure. And like beyond Gorin, the other, you know, we were talking about how do you keep, Jack, it was you, you were saying kind of how do you keep the general squad happy given the depth we've suddenly got. So the players I'd like put into the category of how do we keep them happy are, in midfield, Sykes is one who's obviously signed an extension and showed real promise like the back end of last year. James Henry, another. Um, Ford is probably accepts, you know, that rotation role that he'll have as a versatile kind of player. Um, and then, as we said, it will be probably Williams and Bowden who you'd expect would sit behind White and Holland. But then it's Adji and like Winner, like I think again, probably accepts his position in the team as primary backup for Taylor in that central role but Aji like for Sykes and Aji specifically Jack what do you reckon will how do you reckon it'll play out for them complete unknowns isn't it because they're the two that get um, lambasted a little bit by KR more often than not publicly so you, you they you always feel like they're on a tightrope anyway yet alone when they've got three four five other players in the mix for their position um <sighs> It's, I mean, Adji, you know, he Tony touched on it already. He showed so much in, uh, promise when he comes on on the wing, yet we've just gone out and signed four wingers this summer. So he's not going to be the starting winger based on that. He's not going to start over Taylor. Um, so I, I, think, I, I think we're more likely to see him through the middle if I had to predict I something. Hope so. Yeah, pr- probably. But then... Again, he's he's not going to go and play forty games as a striker for us, is he? He could be one that gets classed in the Cooper, Hanson, Osai kind of. Does he end up going out on loan? Because I think you've put in the notes we've got twenty, twenty-one players without even thinking about Hanson, Cooper, Osai. 
Um, we've got the the squad caps allegedly twenty two, ignoring keepers. Um, there's some yeah, there's some players there that if they don't feature in the first ten or fifteen games, ignoring the tin pot thing. Surprise. Um, <laughs> you don't see them featuring bar injury. So yeah, there's. The the eleven on Saturday, even the eighteen on Saturday, is extremely interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, Connor, let's let's get on to like starting eleven then. Who 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 would be your midfield three? I'm just going to randomly oh. throw different things. It is a, it is a tough one because like we've been saying about Brannigan and and, and Gorin in that in that holding role, my heart. My heart wants wants Brannigan to play there, but my head is saying Gorin. Um, purely, Your heart. purely, yeah, it is because I think I think the old CDM conundrum. <laughs> the heart pours out. Emotion. I know it does. It's because I like I like the idea of Brannigan playing deeper because I feel like he he can control the play really well from that position. But then defensively, he's nowhere near as strong as Gorin. Um, although I Cambridge, that, it, he can. Like, yeah, you can it, you'll it, be able to get away with it, position, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. but long I just term think it also and... depends on depends on McGuane's fitness. Um, I think that's a big one um, for Saturday. But yeah, if you if you're going to ask me for what what I think for Saturday, I, I think I think it's going to be Brannigan Sykes Henry. I think that is literally what I'm looking at on the screen right now. But I generally think that is, that's the three that it will be. I'll be very yeah. surprised if we see McGuane start. Um, I, I, don't, I agree I don't with quite that. Think he, I don't think he's quite up to up to full fitness just yet. Um, and I would be happy with Brannigan and Henry Sykes. So there you go. Do you, do, do people generally agree that Gorin, McGuane and Brannigan is the midfield three that yeah. would be like the longer term thing? Would anyone build on that? I, I, I think yes, as long as Gorin doesn't have a season like he did last year. And I think if Gorin's you know, hasn't hasn't kind of bucked his ideas up from last year and kind of doesn't doesn't hit the ground running. I think you'll be seeing Brannigan drop deeper and Henry come in very quickly, in my opinion. But I think that's just depending on the performances that Gorin puts in. I think there's quite a lot of pressure on Gorin. I think to be honest, um, and I hope See, he does I well. Don't, I don't really get why he was fantastic. Yeah, I don't get why he's being written off, like or so to speak. Not to sound a bit ranty, but you know, he's he's high quality player that. Um, what played two seasons on the trot in a defensive midfield without any cover, um, and was asked quite a lot of. I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine after yeah. preseason and all that sort of thing. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I. I still think my thing is Sykes. I just. I just believe that he could absolutely smash it and retain a midfield position and take someone else out of the team quite easily. And I think that person would probably either be Gorin or McGuane. Um, I think you, you always keep Brannigan in there. But I think if Sykes does what I think a lot of us believe he can do, then I yeah. love I love him being... He's got such quick feet, such a turn of pace. And I think one thing, Jack, it was you, wasn't it? When you What was the stat you threw out the other day, if you remember it, about the midfield three and the amount of goals... Yeah, something like with Sykes, Brannigan, and someone else had got one goal in a hundred appearances between them last season. So, and that was Brannigan's rebound penalty at Crew. Um, so, <laughs> both 
both well both and whoever plays in midfield um the midfield contribution to goals needs to be a hell of a lot a lot better than it was last season when you think we've lost and I I wasn't bothered about not signing Chidipo, but there's eleven goals gone there. Elliot Lee got six or seven. Um Ruffles got five or six. So there's there's goals that need to be replaced. Um you assume Taylor goes and gets the best part of twenty again. But you you, you need any wingers and you you know so, so one day Sykes has got a score. Like the number of chances he missed <laughs> last season. Like he could be a player that scores one, he'll score five, six, seven, eight in a row. Um and I'd love for him to start Saturday score, and I think that could be almost the making of him. Um, again, I think he's a very you know confidence player. Um, but I mean, I, I, my I, midfield wise, I haven't a clue which three I'd pick. I think Gorin still hasn't featured much since the COVID outbreak, has he? So I don't think he can be up to full speed yet. So I assume Brannigan starts deeper, which to John's point, you can do against a Cambridge who, with all due respect to them, shouldn't or are not expected to be challenging um, for, say, even a top half. Um, I think that's the one thing, actually, with this squad, just to touch on. We've got options of playing almost two or three teams, depending on what style we want to play. So going to the wingers, we've got the two pacey wingers who can play on the counter, or you could play Bowden and Williams to be a bit more defensive, say, at a Sunderland or wherever it might be. I think there's a lot more options on paper this year for how we want to play. Brannigan's not, not undroppable um, as well. And to me, given how good the wingers we've got this year are, I think he needs to stop being as much of the creator-in-chief, so to speak, and just concentrate on getting the ball to those players quicker. And I think at times he sort of wants to take the ball and kind of dictate and run things. I think there's a time and place for him to actually just start to get the tempo of the team even higher um, but if you can't do that then you can have a mix of bringing in a Sykes or a Henry to sort of to mix that up yeah can anyone else hear some horrible crackliness <laughs> yes yeah yeah who's the culprit well no I was, I'm trying to see but yeah I mean uh, with, with Sykes you said it earlier James did he sign a contract extension I I didn't think he had but maybe I it just was um, it was an option we triggered an option Right. Okay. As in, so has he got one year left to the end? So of he's this yeah, he's now out of contract to the yeah. end of this season. Um, okay. Uh, talking of contracts, which we you know we could talk about everything forever. The big <laughs> the big contract is Mister Elliot Moore, who's up in yeah. the end of this season, and obviously yeah. is free to speak to clubs from January if he doesn't sign a new one, um, which is possibly an issue, especially going on to the Thornell is only on loan point. Yeah, um, I, I'd really hope that that's the, a thing that the new board, if they're coming in by the end of the window, that's a, a show of intent to get him locked down to a, a decent deal um, for an extent, at least like a three-year deal type thing. Because, yeah, he's we really need to make sure he's he's going to be here for the foreseeable. Especially if he's taking the captain's armband this season. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Well, we had the same thing with Nelson, didn't we, when he was captain and obviously refused to sign a new contract and then Robin, well, I think it was Robinson took it off him, didn't he? The, the armband gave it yeah. to someone else. But um, I can see why that would be a situation that mm. if that did arise again, that he would take the captain's armband off because you need 100% commitment to a team if you're going to be the captain. So yeah, yeah. I'd like to think I mean, more would would sign a new deal if, if he was 
given the captaincy full time and had another good season with us because I I rate Elliot more. I think he's a great player. So hopefully, hopefully that that is something that gets wrapped up. Yeah. So does the rest of the team kind of write itself in that we expect for Thornley to go in? Obviously, Stevens will definitely be there. Long more and Seddon. I think we we said longer term Gorin. Uh, Brannigan and McGuane and then Holland, Taylor and White up yeah. top. If you're playing, yeah. if you had to do an on paper team, that's probably what you go for, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'd go yeah, for. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's my starting eleven. Definitely. Did Holland play on the left for us when he was he got when he got yeah. injured at Shrewsbury? He was on the left, wasn't yeah. he? Cutting in, he did, cutting in on left. Yeah, he did play on the left. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see. A front three of White, Holland, and Taylor. I think potentially that's a uh, you know a really entertaining front three to watch, um, and I hope that they do. You know, there's going to be quite a lot of hype. I think from Oxford fans around those, particularly the two wingers, because they are exciting players, and I do hope that they they uh, you know they, they pull out some performances that are not just the anecdotal or a few step overs and go past someone. You know, I'd like to see some actual end product from the from the pair of them. You know contributing for goals and, and mainly assist as well for Taylor because like we said earlier about their crossing potential and that sort of thing they are different type of wingers to the other players that we've got that might be behind them or whatever so I hope that the pair of them come out all guns blazing this year and, and actually you know contribute to to a few goals and uh, and some assists as well because I think I think they're, they're two really good players on paper so let's hope that they yeah. hit the ground running cool um We'll have to see. I remember us getting frustrated last year about Taylor's service and dropping back for a period of time, but then Barker mm. ended up actually creating a bucket full of chances, even though he seemed to look like a selfish player. He wasn't by the stats. It's quite mm. weird. But um, I think with with Taylor being that type of player that does come come and get the ball sometimes, I think this is where White and Holland will, I, I hope, will do well for us because they're the type of players that will go in behind quite a lot and I think obviously White's got experience of playing down the middle as well so I think that you know if Taylor's not getting the service um, perhaps in terms of width and crosses into the box I think if he does come deeper then I think the, the flexibility of those those front two Holland and, and White will play to our advantage I think against certain opposition where yeah. they might not like being put over the top and, and turned around I think those two will, will be brilliant and, and like we said earlier about Thornley it, you know that, that video that was on that was put together by um, Oxford Analytica. You know the 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 mm-hmm. um, the left left to right. You know the left to right ball that he likes to play with his left peg. Well, if, if Gavin White's on, on on the right, then you know there's definitely potential to turn some teams over with that, with his pace. So I think it'll be interesting to see how we actually deploy him and, and how he's. I mean, he's the analytics guy. What's he called, Mark? Isn't it? He's just done us over there, though, isn't he? He's just told he's done the scouting, <laughs> the scouting for all of the clubs in League One for next year. Yeah, the behind um, for White. That's it. Game over. Final point on this. It would be no bad thing to have one of Holland or White on the pitch with a Williams or a Bowden and then be able to bring one of Holland or White on to then, you know, burn the pace, so to speak. So I wouldn't lose much sleep if if a Williams started on Saturday with Holland or White on the other side. I could see that happening quite easily. The, the yeah. depth we've got up front is incredible. I don't think anyone needs to be worried about, you know, the front five players really. But for me, the worry is still the back, the back uh, five, the defensive midfield, and, and then the back four. I think still really worried about a lack of depth there. To be honest, 
I, d- I don't think we'll go 20 league games without a clean sheet or whatever it was <laughs> like we did yeah. last season just think, by you know law of averages but yeah there, there was there was talk wasn't there in, I, I remember reading in the article of the signing of Thornley that that they're uh, they're still keeping an eye out for a, for another left back I think a left back cover would be useful but again yeah. it depends yeah. on what type of player that's going to be because I imagine it'd probably be you know a young young youth player from maybe a championship or a premiership team on loan or something like that and Smith that Brown. doesn't really yeah it doesn't really flip my boat but well definitely not him Christ um, but but yeah what was his mate I called think. again? Buckley Ricketts Buckley Ricketts yeah yeah great lads I think how we've moved on since those two yeah I mean at the moment though in terms of left back we've got Seddon and no one else unless you're counting Fornley as a backup we're, we're basically back to where we were last season where yeah. Ruffles was the only left back and we were just praying that he didn't get injured. Um, and yeah. We need to learn the lessons from last season about what it cost us, especially in the first 10, 12 games when we had injuries to um, injury, injuries oh, to Ruffles yeah. and also yeah. Claire just horrifically out of form, but we couldn't drop him because Long was covering at centre-back. So, And you don't yeah. want Long coming across to left-back, nor do you no. want Ford playing left-back against League One wingers like he did at Sunderland. Definitely not. Away. But, um, that was Hanson. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, sorry, was it Hanson? Ford was on the right. Don't you besmirch, Mr Ford. Sorry, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> that was a test. <laughs> that was a test, John. Um, right, so we got Cambridge on Saturday. How many tickets have we sold, were you saying, Connor? 1,400 or something? 1,400, yeah. So, yeah. I'm one of those 1,400, so looking forward to catching COVID. I was going to say, you know, wear a hazmat, Oxford, United, yellow. Yeah, good branded. shout. like that. Yeah, I am. Spot the hazmat suit. That'll be me. Um, so looking at Cambridge then, brief preview, because we've got some other stuff to talk about still, but they broke a number of records last year. They obviously came second behind Cheltenham, I want to say. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Their, Paul Mullen was their top scorer and he broke their record for scoring the most goals of any Cambridge United player in a football league season. So what do you do if you're Paul Mullen? You join Wrexham <laughs> and you drop down to the... What are they in the comment? They're in the conference, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, what's going on at Wrexham for that to have materialised? Ryan Reynolds is their chairman. What? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is their chairman. I, I, I can't yeah. tell if you're taking the piss. Deadpool yeah, is yeah. the chairman of Wrexham. Yeah. Okay, the, sure. The suggestion is he's doubled his money by going to Wrexham. <laughs> okay. Um, they've got uh, quite... Their manager's pretty solid, isn't he? Is Mark Bonner still there? Because he was the youngest manager to essentially get a promotion for them. Um, the last time they played in the Football League was back in 2002. I looked at the league. I was trying to find... There wasn't actually that many. You know, when you look at a league from like 18, 20 years ago or something, you kind of expect some things in there. Brighton won the league that year. Brentford was still there. The one I found the funniest was Bournemouth getting relegated out of League One um, back in 2002. They've done all right since, haven't they? Um, What are people expected, Jack? You've kind of given your assessment over where they're at in terms of you see them as a second... You know, uh, lower half, second half of the league team. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be looking to consolidate, basically, as most of the kind of uh, the non-big clubs that come up from League Two generally do. You want to consolidate. I think them, Cheltenham, Morecambe, uh, who was the, who Bolton. the 
yeah, they'll all want to just... I thought Bolton will be looking a bit higher up, wouldn't they? But yeah, the other three, definitely consolidation. Especially now Morecambe have lost John Abika for five months. You know, you can't... You're going to struggle to lose a key player like that, aren't you? I didn't know he joined Morecambe. Wasn't he at St Mirren, smashing it up? Yeah, scoring overhead kicks, wasn't he? Yeah, loving life. Mm. Big John. Um, Okay, well, predictions. I'm going to go... I forgot we did predictions. 3-1 to Oxford. There we go. Tony, really quickly, slapdash. I'm going to go 5-1. White Oh, hat my trick. God. What a great start to the season. <laughs> White 5-1. That's a... 5-1. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. God, that was terrible, wasn't it? Was that the last time we were there? Quite possibly. Yeah, was that under Appleton? Was that under Appleton? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where like Junior Brown and Co. never got seen again, did they? Yeah, yeah. It was the start of the revolution, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, right, John. 2-0. 2-0, strong. Jack, did you actually give a score? I don't remember. And no, 3-1. 3-1. Is Connor still with us? Or has he gone for a bit? He's just gone. He's just plopped off. <laughs> He's had enough. He's bored. Um, is there any fixtures, just looking ahead at the season beyond Saturday, are there any fixtures that stand out to anyone? We've got a spicy couple of away days in a row where we've got Wednesday and then a couple of weeks later um, we're heading to Sunderland. Actually, you said literally the weekend after, isn't it? It's Wednesday on 2nd of October and then the 9th, it'll be Sunderland. I guess that's good for us Northern-based folk. Probably not as good for our families and such. But It's quite a nice um, sort of first month of fixtures, really, which could be a good and a bad thing because I think the start was obviously so poor last season that it took a while for us to get that rocket up us to do something about it. And yeah. kind of hope that doesn't happen again in that it takes us a run of big fixtures, i.e. Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland and the like, to really show us if there's any weaknesses in the team. But there's a lot of... um, It's not too difficult a start. Bar, Charlton and Bolton away is probably not going to be that. Those are probably the hardest games in that, that run. It's not too painful in my eyes. No, I, I'm still... Does anyone think we'll... Surely we can't do have a what would this be a fourth consecutive just crap start? I just can't see it this time round. Does anyone see it? <laughs> I think I touch wood. I think with the, with so many teams um, likely to be in the mix this year, I think the first ten games are arguably even more crucial than usual. Um, because I'm just looking at even at the fixtures on Saturday. So you got. Charlton are playing Chef Wednesday. Well, both of them will be in the mix. You've got Sunderland playing Wigan. Both of them will be in the mix. There's some big fixtures in the first few weeks involving the teams that are going to be in the mix. So, you know, even a even a half-decent start probably um, gets you in a good position, even more so than usual. Yeah, I think you can look... I think I counted 13 teams in the league that would consider themselves playoffs or above type thing. Which is just ridiculous, I think, for the sake of um, a standard league. But I don't know. It does feel particularly challenging this year. Connor, you back? I am. I'm here. Nice poo. <laughs> Wasn't a poo. Just, just go. Just go see my dog. Quickly. Okay. Fair. Um, check on the check on the pooch. I, I apologise to the listeners for that. Um, <coughs> what's your prediction, Cambridge, on Saturday? Uh, Tony's gone. Tony's oh. gone five-one. Oh. 3 0 away win. 3 0 away win, okay, good. Any yeah. particular scores? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. Sykes. <laughs> Just because you said it. 
Yeah. Gavin White. Obviously, Gary then. And, okay. <laughs> and Matty Taylor. Sykes and Gary. And Matty Taylor. Okay, good. Strong. Um, I've noticed Boxing Day's uh, away at Pompey this year as well, boys. Looking at the fixtures, that should be that should be interesting. I think I'm going to be in Brighton on Boxing Day, so I can meander across, which would be great. Otherwise, that'd obviously be a complete no go. Um, is anyone looking to get any home games, Tony? Are you getting a season ticket? Yeah, I've got my season it? ticket. Just waiting for it to come through the post. So yeah, looking forward to actually getting some money's worth out of it this time round. So yeah. I think I saw one game on it last season. So. What's that? Was it Hull quid. or Northampton? It was Hull. It was Hull. Hull. Yeah. yeah, and then I went to the playoffs, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to Cambridge as well. So maybe I'll meet up with you, Connor. I have to say hello to oh, you. Oh yeah, hi. You can yeah, yeah. yeah, just drop me, drop me a text, and uh, we will, we we will uh, fist bump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. great for the listeners, yeah. this. Yeah, well, well, we, we should be getting there early because I'm, I'm going by car, so it should be there early, so we should be able to get a pint in. Yeah. I yeah, think we no. should we should organise all of our social meetups on the pod for everyone to listen to. <laughs> right now. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward James. to the... Um... You're, you're the man with the magic. That, yeah. This is great. The, the, the Wimbledon away game is the one I'm, I'm looking forward to the most, I think, in terms of like away fixtures um, just because they've got a new stadium, haven't they? So, What'd you say, Wimbledon? Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks decent, doesn't it? Yeah, they've it gone for the nice. old funny coloured seats like Brentford have. It seems to be all the rage. Maybe we'll get them when we get our new stadium. When have we got, um, like, Wickham? I suppose yeah. that, that makes it feel like they're a rival. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I'll take that back. Ignore me. Um, yeah, I'm just, to John's point, it looks like the start of the season... There's there's some games, winnable games there, isn't there? And you want to get some under your belt before we have that. We go to Wednesday, I guess. God, it'll be fun. Um, so what do we, Jack? I'm looking for you now. Like, where what have other teams been up to? I've I've seen a lot of what Ipswich have been doing, where it's kind of like Football Manager. They've just gone <laughs> mental, assigning all like ah, Fra- Scott Fraser. He he's been all right, hasn't he? Yeah, sure, we'll have him. Who else can we have? Um, Jumping it. Joe Piggott, yeah? Was he a free transfer from Wimbledon? Yeah, I was really hoping we'd go for Joe Piggott, but I don't... It doesn't always work out, though, does it, these things? And George Edmondson as well from Rangers, that's another decent signing, that is. And Wes Burns as well from Fleetwood. I mean, I think Ipswich mean business this season, especially as they had a bit of a contract last year. Connor Chaplin. 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 I didn't even yeah. notice that he went, but he was—he, you know, he played a few games for Barnsley, didn't he? In yeah, he's a, he year. was a regular for Barnsley last season in a Championship playoff side. So he's twenty-four um, as well. Like, it's a bit of money, bit of money at Ipswich after their takeover. And Ed, Ed Sheeran with his things and swimming pools and sponsors and ginger hair and yeah, you know. Go on, Jack. Any other teams? Any other play- big signings? MK Dons have done some good business. Yeah, although they've now lost their manager, so it'll be interesting to see how they, um, or who even, who they bring in to kind of, if they'll continue with a manager who played chaos kind of possession football that often ended up with a keeper trying to dribble around the, the opposition that. striker. That was one of my favourite games last season, that home game. It was just so weird. Um, yeah. Talk about like other teams' business... Uh, Apart from the aforementioned Sean Clare, I'm quite impressed with what Charlton had done. So they signed Jaden Stockley on a permanent, um, yeah. signed Portsmouth's keeper, who was their player of the season. Um, so, and to be fair, even someone like Burton, I mean, I think 
there's some stat since Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank came in in January, he's signed 39 different players already. What? Um, so they. <laughs> They let 12 go this summer and he's brought in, I think it's 14 so far. Um, a few random players in there, but he sorted them out, didn't he, at the end of the last season, so they might be a surprise package. Well, should, um, wouldn't they have been like second in the league from the point he took over or something? I think it was yeah, exactly. Like at one point. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the one that's surprised, Sunderland don't seem to have done that much, although the players they have signed... I think Corey Evans from Blackburn, who's you know a proven championship player. Um, Alex Pritchard guess, from Huddersfield, again a proven championship player. So eventually Sunderland have got to go up, haven't they? Um, well, they've let some good players go, though, haven't they? They've lost White, they've lost Power. So you know they they they're so so. I think Lincoln have done well. I think yeah. um, I think Wickham have strengthened as well. I think Wickham looked good. We can sign year. Sam Vokes, didn't they, yeah. the other day? Yeah, Sam Vokes and, um, and Kai Kai as well from Blackpool. Who I think yeah, that, was, that was a really good signing. Really Resigned Josh Scowen from Sunderland as well, so they'll be annoyingly yeah. in and amongst it again. They will. <laughs> Rotherham, so, yeah. basically the same team they had last year. And by all accounts, well, they were pretty unlucky to go down. They they know what they're doing to come and get out of this league. Yeah. Um, it's a, so, it's you a know, really tough division this year. I think Pompey look weaker. You don't get a good vibe coming out of Pompey, particularly, mm. but they're not going to be poor. They're not going to really They've just signed um, Og- Connor Ogilvy, Ogil- is it? He was at Gillingham mm. um, today. So, it, yeah, it's going to be a nuts league, I think. Oh, and Gillingham, mental. I mean, Steve Evans will have the smallest budget, but they'll be up there, won't they? So, <laughs> I'm just trying to poke Jack, and he's not responding to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there plenty of. Lee Evan jabs throughout the podcast this season, I'm sure. Lincoln have got um, Chris Maguire. I'd have said Lee Evans, by the way, didn't I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) Not the comedian. (laughs) Steve Evans. Yeah, Chris Chris Maguire's Chris. I can't even talk. Chris Maguire's gone to um, Lincoln and Adlerkan as well. Who was? Um, I think a few Oxford fans were noticing that he was potentially available just before he went there. So mm. again, don't really need a winger from our side. I think we're relatively happy. But I think yeah. Lincoln's best signing though. They've got um, Dan Lundelu, is it uh, on loan yeah. from Southampton, and he's played a few games in the Premier League and looked quite useful. Yeah. So uh, I'm really surprised that they've got him in. Uh, I'd expect that he would score a lot of goals at our level. Yeah, I yeah. agree. He did look, he, yeah, he looked decent at Southampton a few times. I've seen him play as well because yeah. I used to watch Southampton's youth team quite a lot when I was at uni down there, and he he was one of the standout players. Right, let's do predictions, boys. Bounce back as well, so quickly. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. shout. Obviously, all our thoughts go out to Map. Um, yeah, it seems like he's already making a good recovery um but that was you know that's quite shocking isn't it when you see these things come out i hate that as you get older just more and more people that you know and respect and whatever it's more news like that but yeah he's 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 gonna make a good recovery i'm, I'm sure of it um right predictions boys john you go first league league position player of the season biggest disappointment that could be a player or anything a match and if you've got any witty anecdotal random prediction to go with it then that as well do I have to go first? Um, yeah. I'm going to say uh, six. The sticks, by the way, I'm writing it down this year. I'm going to write it as you say it. Six. Sixth league position, player of the season, McGuane. I think one of the many shots he has oh. is that I think they're going to start going in pretty soon. Um, 
biggest oh, disappointment. Shall I add that in brackets? Shots will go in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You get extra credit for nuance. Shots um, will go in. Biggest disappointment. I am just going to say the stadium. I think I don't think it will move on. Oh, that's a good shout. I mean, I'm, yeah, it makes me sad, but good thinking outside the box. I think and I agree with that. I don't know if this is witty or anecdotal or anything, but I'm going to go for. Um, I'm looking going... for like a bus breaking down and someone crapping themselves on the or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go even more bizarre than that, which is, I think Gorin's going to come back with a zen-like calm and not get suspended all season. No, and then, oh, and then crap himself as ridiculous. well. That is never. I, just, I don't know. I think he's going. I think this. This is the turning point. He's going to. There's been no time to get a get a grip on him and say you need to calm down in these situations. So. Yeah, just I, take. I, yeah, I take his it. Estrella away and take his Paella away, and then he'll stop <laughs> no snapping people. That's the source. I took this yeah. item to not be like really <laughs> nailing anything to the mast, so I'm I'm going with that. <laughs> Right, Jack, go. Uh, we'll finish sixth. We oh. will... Uh, Steve, I've already said Seddon will be the star man. Um, yeah. The biggest disappointment will be when we have the same discussion at the end of August that we always do, uh, which is why haven't we got enough defensive depth <laughs> and why are we so bad at starting <laughs> the season? Uh, and the, the witty anecdotal random prediction... Um, is that uh, um, <laughs> should we come back to it? You yeah, can do it. I think of something incredibly it's a bonus witty. Section. It's a bonus. <laughs> the fact that I've um, prefixed it with witty just adds too much pressure, doesn't it? Tony, go. Okay, I've, I've completely forgotten what all the questions are now. Where are we going to finish? Sixth. Is what did you, I'm did, saying did, by the well. way, didn't you do the four four two prediction? I did. And Are I you said aligning with that or have things changed? I'm aligning with it. Though it was before we made all of our very good recent signings, but also before we'd sold Rob Atkinson. So I feel like everything's sort of in equilibrium. But yeah, I'll stick with sixth as well, just sneaking into the playoffs again. Okay. Um player of the season. Player of the season. I think Brannigan. I think it's his year. He's gonna score some goals. He's going to dominate the midfield and he's going to become that player that we all think that he should be, you know, and then he'll get his big money move and, and we'll be leave. sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, biggest disappointment, probably, I'm going to say Dan Aggie not getting a look in. Oh, um, that was going to be mine. Yeah. Bastard. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of Aggie. Um, sorry to steal your James, your you answer, can edit but... this, you know. You can take it. True, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, By the way, I think... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope I'm wrong on that front, but I, you can see it happening, can't you? Um, witty, witty thing that's going to happen. Um, Robinson sparks Ainsworth out on the touchline, and we beat Wickham nine <laughs> nil. <laughs> those things related. Just... Yeah, that's the that's Robinson's celebration. The ninth goes in, and he just runs up to him and knocks him clean out. And he's, so, he's got well, his, he uh... punches him on the ninth goal. Just to really rub it in. And Ainsworth's got those um, stupid cowboy boots on. And when he hits the deck, his boots pop off. <laughs> and, and his wig. I like oh, yeah, this. that's good. Yeah, and his wig yeah. comes off as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then Ainsworth plays a sad song with his band. <laughs> <laughs> he goes play, goes play football on Sunday as well. 
As we beat Wickham. Oh, I'm enjoying writing this, to be fair. 9 nil. Oh, yeah. I feel Good like stuff. we have something against Wickham. Uh, Connor? Um, I'm going to go one better than everyone else. I think we're going to finish fifth. Um, Good on you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think player of the season will be Elliot Moore. I think okay. he's going to have a good year for us this year. I think he's going to step up and be the main man. Um, biggest disappointment: we're going to lose in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> not again! No, I can't even ask. Can we just preview this <laughs> next this twenty two twenty three? Do you know what? We haven't actually mentioned that. I don't know if I could hack that. That'd be so. It is weird. You, you spend the whole yeah. season. We're all thinking we playoffs is the best we've got to aim for. And yeah. we're just gonna have to go through that all again. again it's more likely yeah. you won't do it. You so. know, it's just it's just the way now. It's just the way with us. It's just it's just a shit start to the season, an amazing run midway through, getting to the playoffs, losing the playoffs. That's just what we're gonna be stuck in this rut for a while. But hopefully not. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, for my witty anecdotal random prediction, I'm gonna go with uh, Gavin Wright. Gavin White. Right. Mother, White. Gavin White to be arrested for windmilling. Okay, that's a good answer. What's what's going to cause it? What's the root I cause think, of the windmill? I, th- I think he's going to go and do what he did a couple of years ago for us. He'll score a hat trick away somewhere. He'll get a bit too leery on a night out afterwards. He'll get his willy out and he'll start just winging it around again. And then it's going to hit the news. It's going to hit the news, and then the coppers just going to knock on his knock on his front door and just nick him for it. That's what I reckon. Okay, just public oh. indecency from from the Northern Irish lad. I wasn't as original as I hoped you'd go, though. Just repeated his previous offence. Does that count as slander as well? I don't know. Is it like defaming someone in public? Maybe. Yeah. You might need to on, bleep James. out the name. Say- Leave all the stuff in about like wanging his willy around, but just, just bleep out Gavin White. Yeah. James, no one will ever James know who he's talking about. Unnamed person. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not going into that. That's your thing. Oh, oh okay. You've well, clearly been spending you... a lot of time thinking about Gavin White. <laughs> I have. I, I have. I've, I've been incredibly, incredibly excited ever since he, he signed on the dotted lines. To be honest with you, I'm happy to have him back. So. Okay. So, so much so, just I might go. Calm that excitement, please. I'm just going off to do one. <laughs> right. I'm going to predict we'll come fourth. Uh, oh. play, player of the season, I'm going to go Fornally. He's going to be. He's going to be a rock. I say that like, I've mm-hmm. seen it. he can pass the ball long range. Right, we'd, we'd love it, you know. We we need that defensive solidity. So I don't think you know. I don't know. He's stepping into a big position. I reckon he looks pretty good. We'll see. Biggest disappointment. I'm going to go with Sykes because I've got that much. I've said it oh. earlier on, haven't I? I've got that much belief in him. And you clearly all, haven't I got just... that much belief in him. No, no, but I mean, like, your biggest disappointment. Opportunity, isn't <laughs> it? I think I think that's the thing that will disappoint me the most is if he doesn't cut it. I'd be more, you know. So that's why I'm going to say that. I'm hope I'm wrong. Um, he might even be out on loan in January, like not because of his lack of ability. It's just opportunity. Yeah. Um, looking at this though, considering how much how good our attack is. Best players of the season. We've all picked defenders on the field. Say much, really. That is a good point. I think you just kind of, you kind of try and go a bit niche, don't you? Yeah. I don't know. Um, anecdotal prediction. It's not funny, but I, I reckon in January we'll see for here flex all his things and. <laughs> 
essentially drive a load of money. Well, I I I think we'll be in a like I reckon we'll be in a place in league if we're in kind of the top six come January. Assuming that you know there's there may be a few improvements to make, there may be a few players unhappy. I reckon we'll see something interesting in that window. Yeah. Um. I I think either way, to be fair, even if we're struggling, so maybe I've got to be more specific. I don't know. We'll sign. Uh, Neymar, yeah, uh, Kane, uh, Grealish, Kanu, Kanu, yeah. I'll, I just have to <laughs> stick with Kanu because I can't think. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely Reality. not the witty anecdotal random prediction that you mentioned earlier, James. But Oxford will sign Kanu, <laughs> <laughs> five-year deal. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling good with my prediction right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's, it's good. No suspension. Jack, have you got? Have you thought of one? Uh, yeah, when we play Wigan away, Max Power will score for Wigan and then knee slide straight into Wayne Brown's fist. <laughs> Max Power <laughs> score that, and slide. That, I was thinking I was more, say the first bit the other way around. Someone going to spark him out. Brown's fist. It's got very violent at the end of this pod. Oh, yeah, there's lots of pun- punching <laughs> going on, isn't it? I blame Tony. It was it, needs it, an, it, an 18 started. certificate in the last five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nudity. Um, they all. I have to say, one of my favourite pictures of the season was Massinho's face just staring Max Power down as he looked like a little child knee sliding. Massinho's like, what are you doing, pal? Come on. Anyway, this should be quite spicy when we play Sunderland up there, I reckon, after all of that last year. KR will get some jip for sure, won't he? Have to see. Right. I think we've done it right there. We've covered a lot in an hour and 20. Um, Probably be back at some point after Cambridge. It might be actually a couple of weeks. We'll have to see, but we'll see what we can get in. Uh, Maybe we'll hear more from the new... uh, prospective owners by then as well has anyone said by the way what tigers do we know what tiger's doing is he just going spinning his bow, t- bow tie somewhere else or is he well he's still got a share hasn't he so i imagine he'll still be involved in some capacity just he, he's not in the cheesy pictures is he milk. he's not milk. he's not specifically yeah. referred to when asked the question um but yeah it's kind of says he's still got a share so he's trying to portray it as Kind of, it's just a change of who's at the who's at the head of the table. Um, yeah. But there's got to be a you know, he'll have to react to this in some way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure once it once it gets over the line, we'll hear from him. I'm, I'm sure we will. On that note, we'll see you at the next pod. Come on, you yellows! We're back in action. Let's win on Saturday. See you later. Mm-hmm.